the KMM Movie Review. You like cookies, cupcakes, cakes, any kind of delicious baked good that you can think of? What's that? You do? Well, then you need to hit up the official sponsor of the KMM Podcast. The Purple Box. That's The Purple Box with two E's on Instagram. The Purple Box on Facebook. Or you can email TaylorMurphyBakes at gmail.com. And if you mention our discount code KMM4U, you will get 15% off your first order. You won't regret it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the movie reviews. We've we've been away for a while because uh, Mike had to had to go do stuff. Had to be away. Mike had to go be a grown up. Had <laughs> <laughs> to be away. But uh, I was living in a hotel for two weeks. Was that amazing? Yeah, it was pretty nice in some ways. Not so nice in others. I see. I'll have to get into that in the next full episode. Not mm-hmm. the one coming out this coming Wednesday, mm-hmm. but uh, another one. Anyway. Keep an eye out for that, uh, or the one that's coming up. It's all about that Corona shit going down. Corona. My, 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 my Corona. Keep an eye out for that. Which, my, uh, my, my. <laughs> coronavirus is going to potentially impact our movie watching capability. So Well, it already has. We're already limited I mean, on fifty percent tickets. Well, bro. I mean, yes, AMC has limited capacity to no more than fifty percent of their uh, available capacity. But I mean, in terms of oh, it's even going. Yeah, yeah. If things get I mean, worse, we I feel may like not maybe nothing will even change on that side anyway. I think it'll only really affect like big releases. Because well, they are pushing the, back. Because in the smaller have. theaters, you're not really filling fifty percent of that thing up anyway. Usually, yes. So but it's not they, that big of a change. They also have already pushed back several releases. So yeah. like Mulan got pushed back. Uh, what's that? Lovebirds, the one with uh, Kamal Nanjani, and oh, yeah. I can't remember her name right now. But that one got pushed back. Fast and Furious Nine got pushed back. All the way back to next, like next year. year. <laughs> That's surprising, but okay. And. Uh, one of the biggest ones, the next James Bond movie. Oh, that sucks. That's I think they push it to September or November. Oh. Somewhere around there. Damn. Uh it's probably a soft date too. So yeah. Things are getting impacted in the movie world for all of this. So just be aware things could change on our end. But we will still try to put out some movie reviews because we want we enjoy watching the movies and talking about them afterwards. You've watched 14 movies so far. <sighs> Count towards this year. Yeah, it's not that many so far, but anyway, we have four in this review. Yes, we do. And it's a good mix. They're, they're quite different mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> we go in order of viewing, which uh, Mike did 
wasn't able to watch this first one. No, he was not. So he will be silent for this one. Will I, though? We will start with <sighs> Onward. Onward! The new Disney Pixar film. Set in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover if there's still magic out there. All right. Uh, you want me to start, or are you going to start, Frank? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm not writing any of these down. I'm just going to say oh, just, okay. just a real quick interjection. I looked up how long will Corona last, and the first thing that comes... How long does unopened beer last? Sorry. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. I'll give this. I'll give this. Uh huh. An eight. An eight. Okay. Oh. And? No, no, no. I'll give it a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven and a half. And I'll give it a wait for it. All right. I'm going to go with a seven. And I'll also say wait for it. Yeah. It's it's definitely something that if you have a family, yeah, like you your watch. kids will probably really enjoy it. But it doesn't really hit a solid stride like I feel most Pixar yeah, movies. Yeah, I was do. just like, mm, okay. This felt very much like a Disney movie, not a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it had the look of a of a Pixar movie, except for like, I don't, there was some weird oversimplification of at least the elves, like the ears especially. Like, mm-hmm. why were they so simplistic? But uh, all in all, I mean, it was a solid movie. The world was the most interesting part. Like, yeah, they should have. Gone in a little more to that. Yeah. Like, like if they had did that beginning part, that probably would have been better. Like him telling how magic went away, that could have been a better story. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the story is about the the two brothers, these two elf brothers, played by Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland. Uh, when Tom Holland becomes, or his birthday comes up and he turns 16. There was a gift left behind by their father who passed away before Tom Holland was even born. And it ends up being a magic staff. And the father only gets halfway revived. It's supposed to be a spell to bring the father back for a full day. And when we say halfway revived, I mean only half of his body is revived. Yes, his, only his legs. Only his legs. It would have been... Would have, I mean, if they had had his upper half, then at least he could have interacted with them yeah. the whole movie. But it, it makes sense the way they, they did it to build up the, oh, they're not actually getting to spend time with him. Um, So, yeah, the whole movie is about the adventure that they go on to try to actually bring their father back using the spell that he left them. <clears throat> and it turns out that the brother who's really into magic because the world has a version of D&D. That is actually historically accurate. Yeah, because historically accurate. It's based on all the old magics <laughs> that no one knows how to practice anymore. Uh, so the older brother and they give a good Ke- explanation on why. Just like yeah, we just found stuff that did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That like the magic technology did. ultimately was simpler because magic was difficult to to master. Yeah. So people found a simpler way to get the same okay, benefits. You don't need to cast a magic spell. We got a light switch now. Yeah. Nice. So. It's an that that whole opening part was really the most interesting 
part of the movie, I would say. So that's really part of the reason why my score is kind of low. Um, in the animation, um, all the rendering and everything was really, really good, though. Uh, but yeah, the older brother, played by Chris Pratt, is the one that's really into that magic D&D type game. Um, so he knows all the stuff about the old lore. And uh, the brother, the younger brother, um, played by Tom Holland, ends up being the one who can actually use the magical staff. And Chris Pratt's character can't. So Tom Holland is like not about the magic. He doesn't care. He's just trying to get through his high school life. And it's about them like bonding over their trip and family drama, that kind of stuff. Um, Did you like the ending? I don't, he didn't. I didn't like that. Oh, to go into spoilers, um, basically, I think you can stop it there. (laughs) It's our best drop. (laughs) (laughs) So spoilers, the whole thing ends up being like, they waste a whole bunch of time. The younger brother ends up thinking that the older brother is like a loser and, blames him for the fact that he's not going to get to spend any time with their dad because he's never actually met the father and the younger the older brother had spent uh, was like three or four years yeah. with him uh, as a little kid and they actually had like basically the same thing happen to Chris Pratt's character that happened in Guardians of the Galaxy where like apparently he watched his father die in a hospital bed yeah and, like actually got scared before being able to say like goodbye to him so he Never actually got to say goodbye while his father was alive. Very much like Star-Lord with his mom. So I don't know if that was purposeful or it just happened to work out that way that Chris Pratt agreed to do the role and that was how it was already written. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but the at the end of the movie, whenever it looks like they're not actually going to be able to see the father. Um, and boy, they cutting it close yeah like you're yeah. talking minutes because the spell that they cast only lasts 24 hours like the person you bring back will be brought back to life but only for 24 hours and then and after the timer started as soon as yeah. half and his body after got, you got cannot pulled. use the spell again to bring them back yeah mm. so tom holland's all mopey off off by himself like talking to the lower half of his dad and uh then he like goes through this list that he had of all the things he wanted to do with his dad whenever he came back and then he like has flashbacks of him and his older brother doing all these things that were on his list. And uh, then it's basically like, oh, like my older brother was pretty much my dad. And <laughs> mm. so he like ends up fighting the curse, the cursed dragon thing that mm-hmm. comes out of the older brother actually finding the crystal that they need, like with maybe 20 minutes left of time. Um, so Tom Holland ends up like fighting the creature and not getting to meet the father, but uh, Chris Pratt's character gets to have a final conversation with the dad. Yeah, you don't hear him talk or nothing. Yeah, you just, like, it's all told from Tom Holland's perspective, really, so he's you see like, him he's watching. He's stuck behind a wall yeah. of debris, and he's just, like, watching his brother talk to his dad. They hug, and then he just disappears. Yep. So, yeah, the ending, it felt like they were building up to this thing that they just ultimately, like, let fall flat. Yeah, exactly. I felt like they should have had... I'm okay with him disappearing for a whole day. Like, disappearing, but I felt like they should have gave some time or something. For the both of them. Or all three of them, really. Because, like, the mom is also a big part of it. Um, Not as... 
much as the the brothers for sure, but the mom ends up going on her own adventure with a mythical creature who's like lost her way. Like she went from being like this fearsome creature. What is she called again? What what was the type of creature? The, she was? Uh, oh, the I'm sure it's. A, let me let me pull up the character sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something with an M, right? Yeah, it was something with an M. The Manticore. Manticore. Yes. Uh, oh, that was Octavia Spencer. I thought her voice sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it. Uh, the Manticore. She was like a fearsome beast. Like she's half lion, half scorpion. Yeah. With dragon wings. Um, so like she was a fearsome creature like back in the old magic but now days. She basically runs a Chuck E. Cheese yeah. based on her. <laughs> <laughs> like she like made all of her adventures into like children's adventures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's like, she has like a epiphany of, oh, now I have to get back into my old ways. And so the mom ends up like going on an adventure with her. And, uh, so they follow a decent amount of those two going around, like trying to actually protect the two brothers. Um, but the mom also doesn't get to meet the dad for like one last goodbye. Um, I mean, it's it's really anticlimactic, I would say. Yeah, I mean, they set up a potential continuation of stories, like because the world is very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I would like to see more from the world, but I feel like it would probably be better as maybe a series, maybe. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to get like the same talent, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It was the it whole they not... built up the whole meeting the dad part. And just okay, and they just kind of play it off as yeah. oh, he had a dad this whole time. Yeah, he had a dad this whole time. He didn't need him. <laughs> and it's his brother who's like four years older than him. It's like, eh, eh, whatever. So it's something Did like you, you know, if it's on TV, watch it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have not paid to watch it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not like top tier Pixar. No, absolutely not. Is it their worst movie? Um, uh, possibly. Yeah, possibly. This might be the worst <laughs> yeah. Pixar film. I mean, that's not to say it's not like a legitimately bad movie. It's just like by Pixar standards, Pixar puts out bangers. Yeah, and this like, wasn't a banger. No, no. It, it's definitely something that if I never had seen it, I wouldn't. It, it wouldn't matter. I mean, some of the stuff was pretty funny. Like they had some good stuff with like using the magic, like making fun of the stepdad who's like a, a centaur. Uh, but yeah, yeah, not not too much else to say about it. Decent movie. If you have kids, kids will probably really like it. But I, I, I think, wouldn't say I there's a ton Sonic, there for Sonic them. It would be a more entertaining movie, maybe. Yeah, for parents. Yeah. Like, cause, I mean, Pixar movies do tend to go for more of like a emotional yeah. vibe and uh, maybe if you're someone who's lost a parent, this would vibe with you a little bit more. But yeah, I can't say for me if it really did too much. Yeah. But the world was interesting. I just kind of wish they would have taken it in a different direction. What's better, this world or the world from uh, Bright? I would say this world. Mm. Only because, like, the world from Bright, like, there's a lot more complexity there, and it's like dealing with racism and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of other like pretty touchy and like nuanced 
issues. And this is just like, it literally went from, they had a really cool magic world where it was like what you would expect from fairy tales to now it's like these fairy tale creatures living in a modern world. So like unicorns are like stray raccoons, raccoons basically like yeah. digging through people's garbage and fighting over garbage. Uh, I did really like that. Like the, the van was a character of the whole yeah. movie. Like, cause it's a van that, uh, Chris Pratt's character had fixed up and he thinks it's like the best thing ever, but it's clearly like this piece of garbage just kept together by basically duct tape. Mm. And then he ends up sacrificing it at the end because, um, or towards the end because Tom Holland can't actually figure out how to use like the most powerful lightning spell that, uh, Chris Pratt knows. So he like sends his, van to crash into some rocks that blocks a path for some for them to move forward without being stopped but it's a whole scene for the van yeah <laughs> but like a, a wheel gets busted because like on the side of it there's like a painting of like a flying unicorn <laughs> and so he like sends it like the spanks it on wheel, the wheel yeah like he spanks it the a wheel pops so it starts making like uh what sounds like galloping sounds like <laughs> so it's just like bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> and uh Every time it like revs up, it it sounds like a horse yeah. whinnying. So they did some pretty interesting stuff with that. But all in all, all right, decent movie, but not amazing. Was, good eh. kid, good kid movie. You feel? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think I mean, any kid will like it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a kids are easily entertained. Yeah, but like as far as like, it's not something like we're this Shrek ain't no f- this ain't no Finding Nemo, bro. Okay, no Finding Nemo classic, bro. Yeah, it's I also mean, not like is, a Shrek where like a fam- yeah. like uh, older people can still enjoy it because it has like older bro, comedy. They need to remake it. Shrek. I would watch because the original animation for Shrek looks like straight up ass. I mean, the animation looks fine. It's definitely dated at this point because they were still pretty early on with their rigging technology. But just a remaster would be fine. We talked about it before. Remaster old animated 3D animated movies. Mm-hmm. Update lighting. Get better modeling and texturing going. Mm, I'm down. All right. All right. On to the next. All right. We said this was a a pretty big variation of movies. Mm-hmm. Next one, The Way Back. The Way Back. The Way Back. Ben Affleck. Synap- synopsis. I watched this one. Go ahead. Jack Cunningham was a high school basketball phenom who walked away from the game forfeiting his future. Years later, when he reluctantly accepts a coaching job at his alma mater, he may get okay, yeah, he may get one last shot at redemption. I feel like that doesn't do a great job of yeah. explaining the movie, but he's an alcoholic. We'll go, <laughs> um, we'll go go into the scores, Mike. Since you haven't given one yet. You're starting us off. I'm going to go with the 7.5. 7.5 and? Mm, I'd say wait for it. Wait for it. All right. I'll go next. I'm going to give this an 8. I'll say it. Watch it now. Frankie. Eight and a half. Eight point five. I love sports. Watch it now. <laughs> watch it now. When did y'all watch this? That uh, weekend you yeah. were gone. Yeah. Friday. Oh, that, okay. Oh, we didn't. 
we also have another story to tell about when we went to watch this movie. So we watched Onward on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we watched the way back on Saturday. They yeah. double booked our seats. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. What, what do you mean? Like we picked, what was it, G7, G8, yeah. I think. Um, or he... G8, G9, or G9, G8. Um, so Frank had done it like the, the AMC uh, stubs list lets you book multiple tickets for other AMC A-list members. It's a feature of AMC stubs A-list. If you didn't know that, it's pretty cool. You can make mm-hmm. a group. And one person can book all the tickets for everyone in the group. So Frank had done that for me and him. Um, I went in first and I was looking at, I was looking for GA and I was like, all right, I'm up here. I'm at the top. Walk in, this old dude sitting in my seat. I'm like, I think you're in the wrong seat. And then he's like, what? What? And then his wife like started getting mad at me. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, what? No, these are our seats. And then he was just like, the guy was just like, oh, can we just pull pull up the tickets? Like He just said that to his wife, just pull up the tickets. And so I showed him, like, yeah, it says G8. Like, that's my seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Was he like, oh, it does say G8? Yeah, I mean, and the wife was, like, clearly somewhat aggravated. So she was, like, scrolling through her phone. Mm-hmm. And she finally pulls it up. She, like, zooms way in. She's like, G8. <laughs> Damn. And so I was just like, okay, um... So I like sat down, I opened the app for that particular showing to see if anyone had the seats right beside mm-hmm. and those were open. So I was just like, okay, well I guess somehow the seats got double booked. He's like, mm-hmm. the guy was pretty cool about it. He was just like, yeah, well at least it wasn't an airplane or anything. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, whatever. So we were just, we set two seats over from where we were supposed to, but yeah, that's the first time that's ever happened. Don't really Double know booking? how it happened. Probably y'all. You didn't tell me that lady was being a bitch. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't saying too much, but she was clearly aggravated that I even brought up that they were sitting in the wrong seat. Like, I don't like. Sure, you got the right seats. Like, this isn't anything to get mad about. They yeah. double booked. If we had been there already, then we wouldn't have moved either. Yeah. Like we had the the right seats, mm-hmm. but whatever. And I wasn't she mad. Giving a shit. Probably. I mean, y'all need to get the fuck out. Get out of them seats. What? How old were they? I mean, probably like sixties. I mean, they weren't like super old people or anything. But she was giving you some tood, huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So did she see when you saw a show G eight? I mean, I'm pretty sure I like kind of held it between them, so held it towards she could have seen it. I don't know what her vision was. Did you make sure that was the right movie? She zoomed way in. Was it the right movie? Yeah, because whenever uh, I was standing there waiting for her to pull up the tickets, he was like, the way back, 130. And I was like, yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you had already shown him the ticket? Yeah. So it's it's whatever. It's the first time that's happened. Sure, probably just a bug in the system. Yeah. Probably something weird with like the A-list group booking thing and if there's like a weird uh timing window where someone else picks the same seats because i think didn't you say with that one you had a weird issue where like you picked a seat and then it like didn't let you go through and then you had to pick other seats mm. was that for onward or for the way back I thought you mentioned something about that mm, it was the way back so yeah it could have been that whatever that was is what actually caused the problem yeah because i wanted to be the row in front and then i was like ah. Uh, it won't let me check out. So I'm doing the row behind. Oh, yeah. Weird. But, uh, yeah. 
that's that. Hmm. To go into more detail about the movie. I watched this at Alamo Draft House. First time. First time I ever had a Alamo Draft House? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I've never that's been. good that you got there first. <laughs> I wouldn't have put up with the bitch. <laughs> hey, bitch. Yeah, like, oh, look, lady, there's no reason for you to. I mean, it was just like, it was the tone. Yeah. And it was like the kind of tone that I, you know, was used to from Best Buy. Best I know. Buy. I know exactly where you're going, and that's why I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting angry thinking about it. Like, I'm not dumb, stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't a big deal, but it was just kind of annoying. But uh, the movie isn't really about so much about the coaching. I would say it's pretty much solely about the character that Ben Affleck plays Mm -hmm. and how the coaching is kind of what gets him moving in the the right direction. But then he has, I guess you would call it a relapse. Uh, Some, something stressful comes up in his life that to his son, bruh. Yes. I mean, I wasn't going to go straight into that, but ah, bruh, hit that spoiler button. We do spoiler reviews, bro. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Too bad, so sad. If you don't want to hear it, you can leave, duh. <laughs> Very happy burger. My new wallpaper is a burger. <laughs> Did it update <laughs> over here too? Nah, yeah. Probably the reset restart it. The Black Panther. Anyway. The whole thing, the reason why um Ben Affleck's character is having such a difficult time of life. And why he's an alcoholic mm-hmm. is because we find out basically like the last quarter of the movie, yeah. really. Um, he had a, a son, him and his wife. And like um, he was like nine? Yeah. I think I said it was nine. Yeah, yeah. he was nine years old. Um, who had some form of cancer. I mm-hmm. think it was brain cancer of some type. Um, they never really say specifically what type of cancer, but cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up dying. Um, so the the child is dead the whole movie. Like we never really see him outside of like a picture and like I think a flashback. Yeah. Um, but one of the other families that they had met as a part of the ongoing struggles yeah, with I guess their like son a having cancer group or something. Yeah. Kind of. So it was basically a, a cancer support group of parents with children that have cancer and pretty aggressive cancer. Uh, so one of the the, the old friends in that group, their son like seemingly recovered. Um, that makes Ben Affleck and his now like separated wife pretty angry. Like they feel angry, but they feel bad about feeling angry because you know obviously that's kind of a crappy thing to be mad about is that this other family's son actually recovered from cancer and yours didn't. Um, but then that family ends up like it comes back with a vengeance mm-hmm. and. We see the family get clearly very bad news. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't actually hear exactly what the doctor says or anything. But Ben Affleck just loses it. Can't handle it. Lost it. it. Just immediately leaves the hospital. Because in the beginning, he's like kind of drinking. But then that scene where... So he gets... So he's a former basketball star. It's a phenom. Monster. Like Mm -hmm. Gatorade player of the year. Just... Five-star prospect, had a full ride to Kansas, didn't go. He gets a call from his old high school, 
basically it was a Catholic high yeah, school. Yeah, Catholic high school. So he basically it's called by the the principal, right? Uh, father principal. Yeah, the father principal. <laughs> he offers him like, "Hey, our uh, head basketball coach had a heart attack. He's not gonna be able to come back and coach. We want you to coach the team." And so you, you start you you see his heavy drinking. When mm. he's like uh, contemplating, contemplating. Well, he's oh, yeah. he's just rehearsing, rejecting the job, and you just see him go through. It had to be like twenty was, something. Yeah, years. it was like a good twenty four. Oh pack. yeah, <laughs> well, it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was. He had a routine. Yeah. It was a system. Bro. Take one out of the refrigerator. Put it in the put freezer. it in the freezer. Take the one in the freezer out. Drink that one. Yeah, and you do a little and tap. Just he tap it. Double click. Tap, click. And it, that Down was on repeat bitch. until he was like. <laughs> I mean, like for like for me, like a six pack would probably do me in totally. <laughs> you couldn't handle that twenty four pack. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, I mean he he like every single morning when he's showering beer. Yeah, he's drinking he's a beer in the pouring shower. like a bottle of gin or something in his uh, work yeah. cup, and he's like a construction worker, so. <laughs> Not a good move, but he's doing that. Like that's, that's his day job. Like he's still doing that job while he's coaching. coaching. Yeah, it, it wasn't really specific on how exactly. Yeah, like was, the scheduling of everything. Yeah, like he was doing both. Yeah, yeah. wasn't really clear. Was he getting explained. paid to coach? Doesn't really say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he ends up he kind of cleaning himself around, up. Bro. Yeah, he cleans turns himself up to. Around get the the basketball team going because he he basically gets caught uh having been drinking at the school um one of the coaches like the assistant coach calls him out on it and from that moment on he like cleans himself up and it was sad bro watching him getting carried out of the bar by that black dude i was like damn this is sad bro yeah yeah it's definitely hits it's a depressing movie yeah it is uh because it's as soon as like everything seems to be you know moving forward for him, like yeah, he's, he's actually turned the the team around, like they're actually winning. They, they went awful. from like the worst team in in the the, the school district yeah. to like the best, like a contender for. Yeah, they beat the best team, like the number yeah, yeah. five ranked team in the state or whatever, number one ranked. That team was like in the middle of the movie, and then they go on to the playoffs and. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you. It was you, less about sports at that point. It was yeah, more I mean, yeah. they were terror. I mean, I I would say the whole thing was not really that much about basketball. No, no. I mean, you sure. see him. Drawing stuff up. Pretty accurate. He's saying accurate things. Okay. <laughs> like me some basketball. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was like, this is for real right here. Okay. You but, appreciated the authenticity. Yeah. I appreciated the authenticity, the offense, you know, everything. I mean, you you know that they're not any good because the father says, like, yeah, we haven't been to the playoffs since you were here playing. That was he's like 1996 like, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And he's old. So, yeah. you know, uh, he tries to mentor the the point guard, the leader of the team, you know, who's a really good player. Uh, it's getting starting to get offers. He's trying to groom him to be a better player. And you see that starts working out. The team is just going off. It's finally buying in. Everything yeah. is going right. And then you get that news about that that other kid. And he just gets effed up. He's late for practice. One time late for practice. Yeah. Comes in. But it was the second second time he got caught being drunk at yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Well, he woke up. I've, I've been there before where <laughs> you, it was like a, a, a night of heavy drinking and you wake up after a full night's sleep 
You wake up and you're still fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was Ben Affleck in yeah. that in that scene. I've been there. And uh, it's for real, bro. Yeah, he ends up <laughs> getting fired. Yeah, he rushes to work, gets fired. They're like, bro, like everybody knew you were effed up. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that puts him in an even worse position. Goes back to the bar, drinks more, then like gets tries to hook up with some like I guess well, a some girl lady who he went had to been high trying school to hook with up with or him, something. Yeah. And he like smashes right into a, the back of a boat. This is when it was getting bad. I was then like, this he just is bad, bro. He drives off like no one gets hurt, but yeah. the boat is obviously smashed up. So she's like. The lady's like, all right, I, I got to go. Um, I'm third house on the right. Just gets out and runs. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, like going the alley. Yeah, she's like, park in the back. Third you can't stay on the right. street. And so he like parks, goes in some, goes into a house. He's like calling her name, like walks over to the bathroom, starts peeing. Now he gets a beer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fridge. He does get a beer. Then he goes and pees. And then like in the middle of him peeing, he just sees someone walk out of a bedroom with a baseball bat. And he's like, oh, who are you? Are you, you Denise's husband? <laughs> and he's like, you, you got the wrong house. I was uh, I was thinking maybe it was going to be a guy with a gun and yeah. shoots his ass. <laughs> like, oh, we should turn. That would be the ultimate bad ending. Yeah. But yeah, he ends up like trying to like run away from the guy. The guy like grabs him, ends up throwing him out of his house through the front door, like <laughs> throws him through like the railing on the steps. So... It's a very bad fall. He ends up going to the hospital, but he's also like arrested because yeah. he ends he broke into someone's house while he was drunk. Back uh, door was first, open. First off, lock your damn door. Yeah, yeah. But sure. still. <laughs> yeah, it's still still considered breaking. Yeah. So that latter half of the movie is him entering rehab. Yeah. Confronting his demons, the team. He doesn't come back to the team at all, which I like. Does not. Uh the team goes off to the playoffs. Uh Wins its first game. They're doing great. You know, they comment on how uh, whatever his name is did such a great job turning the team around and that he couldn't be there for personal reasons. Jack. Jack. Couldn't be there for personal reasons. And, uh, you know, you finally see him pick up a basketball at the very end. And he had commented on, like, the first half of the movie how, like, yeah, I haven't touched a basketball since I quit. He's just, he's just shooting, shooting around. Shooting. That's how the movie ends. The he's not like really in. He's moving forward, but he's not like in a great place. Yeah. <laughs> Still like he definitely has a long ways to go to really fix himself. So, yeah, that's uh, Ben that's Affleck did a great job. Oh, yeah. He was he was great in the movie. Everyone. All the I really liked him on the sideline. Oh, yeah. His uh, that's his angry bullshit. yelling. My, my coworker when we were watching this, she was. Every time he like he would be cussing at the kids or something, she'd be laughing. She's like, "That's how I am with my kids." <laughs> and actually, I mean, this is a, kind of a low-rated movie, like seven point two for users on IMDb, and then sixty-eight on, on a Metascore. Let's see what it got on Rotten, bruh. I thought thought it was a really really well done movie. I mean, I wouldn't say it's anything that's like a critic real favorite. Like in terms of the way it was shot or anything, mm. but thought the story was solid. The acting was really good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say only, only reason for me, I thought just the um It got say on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an eighty two percent from critics and an eighty three percent from the audience. 
Yeah, that's more in line with where I'd say. I thought the dismount for me. I, I think Rotten Tomatoes is more impactful. Than well, well, to me, like what was really you know emotional was whenever he was like having that that heart to heart with his wife at the end. No, mm-hmm. yeah, Sam, I was like, I, failed you. I was like, damn, this is some heavy shit right here. I mean, um, he did but, a good job. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, hey, hard experience rap. to yeah. pull from because he's recently been through like. Uh, I mean, he if, is an alcoholic. Yeah, Once if, an you, alcoholic, if you have if you have anyone in your family who has you know experience in alcoholism or anything like that, this will probably hit you real hard in the in the gut. Yeah, just kind of bringing you know bringing up you know thing typical very typical things you see here. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, this is not something to watch with your kids. No, say that yeah. I, it's rated R. I saw some people that are like very religious family on Facebook. That I know, um, that uh, we're talking about. Oh, this is probably this is a great movie to go see with your kids before they watch it. By the way, uh-huh. um, it is not about the kids, not at all. This is the this journey is, of the man. This is not Coach Carter. <laughs> no. This is the journey of the man, and he makes a lot of mistakes. Yes, he does. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but really good movie. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. On to the next one, The Hunt. The hunt. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. This, I want Keith to go first. You want me to read first? Yep. All right. Nine out of ten. Knew it. (laughs) Knew it. And I'll watch it now. Knew it. All right, who's next? No, right. Mike, Frank. All right, I have my I have my number on my fingers right now. I'm gonna guess it. All right. Eight and a half. I can't really do halves. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's a whole number. <laughs> it's a whole number. Uh, you got two seconds. I bro. can see him eight. going with like a six. Eight. I'm gonna go eight. I'm calling six. Knew it. Yes. Ah! All right. Ah! Dang it. Oh my <laughs> god, bro. And eight and uh eight and so, <laughs> it's it's very political. Um I'd say I think whichever leaning you have, you probably get some enjoyment and some laughs out of it. So I do watch it now. All right, watch it now. Two for watch it now. And Frank. Uh, I'll give it a eight. Yeah. Eight? (laughs) (laughs) Not 8.5. I was going to be like 8.2. I I knew you were going to say 8.2, bro. I'll just say eight. And? Watch it now. Watch it now. All right. Three for watch it now. If you listened to last week's or two weeks ago podcast, mm-hmm. the one titled Keith Sees Red, uh-huh. <laughs> he goes on a rant about stupid mm-hmm. Republicans. I didn't oh! say a Republican. Conservative <laughs> idiots. And guess what, that. y'all? He's been outed. Guess what, y'all? <laughs> this movie, Keith was... Clapping it Standing up. ovation. Standing, no, his hands no, up. no. <laughs> I love the just the ridiculousness of the comedy <laughs> in it. Like this is 
a movie that was you supposed like that to Alex come Jones out. Jones appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I got a podcast. I've been exposing these people. <laughs> this was a movie that was supposed to have come out like, what six months at least, maybe yeah. nine months yeah, ago. They postponed it because of. Uh, I think it was October. It was like a shooting. Because there was a, those two mass shootings. Yeah. Um, and this was a movie about hunting people. So they were like, uh, probably best not to, to do anything. And then like Donald Trump like criticized the movie saying that it's terrible that movies are trying to incite violence on people who support him, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It, if you go into this movie thinking that that's like a political, the movie's trying to make a serious political statement you're probably not going to have a good time. <laughs> this is definitely a movie that doesn't take itself very seriously. And it's just not kind of all. like a, a fun action movie. That's pokes fun at the current political climate. Um, on both sides. Yeah. By like taking extremes from both sides. And the only person that's like in the middle really is the one who's just like killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the main character, we don't really know her political leanings. Because we find out at the, oh, I guess, spoiler alert. There it is. Third time. At the end, we find out that they actually grabbed the wrong person for the hunt. So we actually don't know much of anything about this character that yeah. we've been following throughout most of the movie. Um. So, yeah. I guess just to, to go from the, the beginning. Because it, it starts off pretty fast. Yes, it's just, it does. Uh, you it's start hard. out with a a text conversation that you see like in a group text, like people telling jokes between each other. Then like one person just says something like, "Oh, well, don't worry, we get to hunt those deplorables at the manor." You know, the next few weeks can't wait to blow off steam, something like that. And like, oh, I gotta delete this thread. Then it turns out, like, cuts to like fancy airplane ride. Uh, Dennis from <laughs> It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm is like trying to get some food on this plane so you get a bunch of character building with him and he's basically just Dennis but with money I guess yeah like he's that same kind of douchebag and you don't really get a sense of who these characters are not at the all beginning not, yeah not at all and then like somebody like walks up behind them he's like drooling from his mouth he's like a big kind of redneck looking dude and then like this one older guy stands up he's like all right i'm a doctor you know i just need you to like lay back and we'll, we'll get you taken care of and then he borrows a pen stabs the dude right in the throat just <laughs> starts it off right there he's like, well he wasn't supposed to be awake and then we see a character who they like they're trying to hide her hillary swank's character they're like trying to hide her the whole time yeah, I didn't. I didn't really understand that. Like, but she was but in, in the, the promotional material. Yeah. So we already knew who she was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like she comes out and just like shoves a high heel in the dude's eyeball and then pulls his eyeball out. So like that it sets the tone for the movie very early on. Yes. It, it's very much a hyper violent movie, and also very politically charged in a this is ridiculous kind of way. Yeah. But I liked how they did the implemented the political commentary yeah because the it people, makes both sides look ridiculous the, yeah the people doing the hunting are <laughs> super far left super liberal super liberal progressive yeah don't use that you're white you can't <laughs> say that and, and you get the the first hint you get of it is is it at the gas station after they kill those three people 
I feel like that's the first real time. Yeah, because the whole time that they're on the plane, you don't really get a, a solid sense of... You just get a sense of these people have money. Yeah. But at the gas station, like, they kill these two gas station... Fake gas station people kill uh, these uh, three of the people that were kidnapped. Those and, three were funny. <laughs> yeah, those three were uh, hilarious together, like... I mean, you have no idea who the main character is. Like, they're just getting at the beginning. Yeah, they're just kind of hopping yeah. from character to at character. At the beginning, it's following uh, Emma Roberts. Name? Emma Roberts. Yeah, which literally, what, four scenes? Yeah. Like, maybe five minutes of the movie, Emma Roberts is in mm-hmm. it. And she's, you know, she's a noticeable name. Like, she's mm-hmm. Julia Roberts' niece. She's pretty big in, like, uh, American Horror Story. Like, she has some pretty big roles, but. At first, I didn't think it was her. Like whenever she had the the gag in her mouth, yeah. I was like, "Is that Emma Roberts?" And then, like, she gets it. I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's definitely Emma Roberts." Okay, I didn't realize she was in this movie, and then bam, gets shot. In the yeah, face. she gets her face blown off. I think the guy who was with her was Sturgill Simpson, and he's uh like a musician who's actually apparently huge. I keep mm. seeing him pop up and stuff, but only like in the past few months. Um. And he just like gets blown up. <laughs> he steps on a mine, just blown up. Or that lady, just, I fell. I yeah, fell. you see some lady fall in a hole <laughs> twice, and, yeah. and a, the guy's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get her out." And he, he sees her, giant like spike through her uh, chest, one through her leg. He pulls her out, starts running, hits a mine. They both get blown up. She lands back on the spike, but yeah. only at the top half of her, and then. Ike Barinholtz, who's also a pretty recognizable name, especially if you ever watch like Mad TV or something, because he was on Mad TV, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he was. He uh, like comes up and tries to get her, notices like she's like blown in half, and then he's like throwing up. He's about to throw up, and uh, the girl's like, "Give me a gun!" And he just like takes the gun, calls him a snowflake, and shoots herself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, then we start following Ike Barinholtz, and that's where. You get into the. Well, you, you get the first commentary when it's like, uh, like, hey, do you want to put that gun down? You're like swinging oh, it yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you don't want it to go off by accident. He's like, it's not going to go off by accident. I own seven of them. Why? Why do you? <laughs> that's when it was like, why do you need seven of them, though? He's like, because this is America and I have a right to protect myself. And then, and then they, then like they go into the like, question, like, aren't they exercising the same yeah. God given right you are right now? Yeah. And they're like, what? And then like somebody starts choking because she started like she was yeah. eating a donut. Turns out it's like a drugged donut. Yeah, they kill them all. And then they have that hilarious conversation of, oh, like he had a ring on his finger. Like, I bet he uses the N-word. Not even privately. I bet he uses it out loud with his friends. Like on Twitter. On Twitter and stuff. They're like, what? He's like, those poor people have been subjugated to slavery and systemic racism for 400 years. Those those people. people, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Black people. people, It's okay to call them black black. people. Who said it's okay to call them black? NPR. Who's made up primarily of? And then he's like, white people. God, we're the worst. (laughs) So you find that's when you find out that the people hunting are super liberal. They're woke white people. Yeah, woke white and their conversations they have are freaking hilarious. They're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just say her? (laughs) I'm sorry, I totally gendered that. (laughs) Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff that just keeps popping up and it's like, this is hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like they're saying all this stuff and then like 
it's murdering like the, it's people. The worst, it's the worst of both sides. Yeah, for sure. And because like at the initially, you're you're kind of like feeling for the people because it's like maybe they're just like normal working class people. Yeah. They they look like decent people. And then I guess it's maybe halfway, maybe a little over halfway. You start to get shown why they these people got picked, and um, like turns out like the initial young attractive guy he's like a a poacher basically he he's does like large game, game hunting, hunting of uh endangered animals <clears throat> so that's why he got picked um they didn't really explain emma roberts's stuff like you just see a picture of her with some old dude I, i'm assuming it's she just married an old like politician oh, for I money or was, something i thought maybe she wasn't married but maybe she was like an intern or uh, up and coming maybe yeah, maybe like a what's her name that like one from uh, what's her I thought it Blaze was, TV or whatever. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Tom Tommy Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, Tommy I thought maybe like a like Tommy that. Lauren kind yeah. of person. They don't really explain why she was picked, so we're just making inferences there from the little bit of information that they gave. Then you got homeboy from Remember the Titans. Oh yeah, which if you haven't seen him, like the fat guy, the super fat one from Remember the Titans, he's lost a lot of weight, like two people's worth of weight. Yeah. And he's actually getting like he's pretty he's big now. He's yeah. like working out hardcore. But he is basically Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a podcast. Like, at first, he seems completely reasonable. Yeah. Like you see him, he's like following our new main character after we. Who's a total lose badass, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, and it's uh, she. What's her name? She totally surprised me. Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. Crystal. She's she. She's a baddie. If you've watched um, Glow on Netflix, she's one of the main characters in that, the blonde one. Uh, she is. She's a really good character. She's she was also in The she's Grudge. Blessed. Remember her in The Grudge? I don't. The, the terrible 2021 that we watched. The worst movie of the year. Yeah. Oh, by far. She was the wife of uh, John Cho. Oh, she was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's in, at least so far, the worst movie of 2020 that we've watched. And God. now she's in possibly, uh, so far, one of the best movies we've watched of 2020. So she's got a swing there. That's for sure. But uh, she she was great. I, I, she it, was. It was so hard to, like, pin her, like, on, like, who she is gave, this? Like, like, no like, who is this character? Indication of, like, who she was as a person. Yeah, you get no background, really background information. Well, we know that we she's... We just know she's a survivor. We we know... I She said that she was in Afghanistan, right? But then we don't hear that for until, like, yeah, after she's killed most after, of the people. And then we know that after Afghanistan, I think she was... uh She worked at a car rental place. Yeah, she's working at a car rental place. And... Um, but like the whole time, like her facial expressions and like her commentary, like whenever she that first kill happened, and then she's like when, <laughs> buying the, uh, the cigarettes, the station? Yeah. yeah, and she's like, let me get some cigarettes, and then she's like, what state were you in? Arkansas, and then just she gets change back. She gets like she has like a shoe twenty. Yeah, gives her a shoe twenty, gets the cigarettes, put they put the change down. It's like ten dollars and cents. And as soon as that happens, like she just jumps over the counter, Fucks like the- beats the woman over the head, yeah. then like pulls the shotgun under the cabinet, shoots the husband, and these are the people who just killed 
those three, yeah. Ike Barinholtz and the other two, which Florida man was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like uh, the, the white gangster, like wanna be with like a Florida teardrop tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Florida, uh, Florida bro. And then she like shoots the the that husband and then goes to kill the the wife and she's like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" And what's the what's the the line? The line it's like um cigarettes in Arkansas are $6 that you fucked up or you done yeah. fucked up or something like that. Yeah, and then just blows her, blows her blows place her. off or something. Like, we don't like, actually see that one. I was like, whoa. I yeah, was but like, it, like that just comes out. It's like a complete 180 character change. Yeah. Like, she Because she was like tr- playing it all meek. She's like, where am I? I don't know where. Like, I just, I'm here. I don't know what's going on. And then she's like, oh, I, could, I could just really use some smokes. And then like she goes to actually get some cigarettes and it turns out the packs of cigarettes are empty. empty. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that like comes up like she's like can i have one of those yeah when the other guy's yeah, smoking um, like no for me like one of the the best parts where i'm like i fucking love this character was when they were in that car they got picked up by the american <laughs> oh, and she's just guy. Like, listening and she's, she's just like, listening in the passenger seat her facial like, I, I would never a victim blame but there's got to be a reason that you were picked for for the hunt. And then you just hear like grab the thing. Oh yeah, and, and it's then, all slow. Like that's yeah, like all, a good slow. minute and that this goes, is building she up. She like charges up. She goes, <laughs> and then turns this way, <laughs> and, and just fucking kicks his ass right in the head. Yeah, power oh, kicks him. Both, power both kicks him right out and then runs his ass over. Yep, and like the whole time, like one of the only two survivors at this point. There's only two survivors left at this point, actually, and it's. Her and this really old white guy veteran just, which also he just seems kind of like a normalish old white guy. I mean, and far, then, far, far right. Well, know. I mean, initially, and then yeah. he starts talking. And then you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and once he starts talking, you're like, okay, I understand <laughs> yeah. why you were picked. <laughs> but uh, then she tells her her great uh, tortoise in the hair story that her mom used to tell her. Which was basically just a super messed up version of the story where after the tortoise wins, the tortoise is celebrating with his family and the hare comes in with a hammer, smashes his whole family in front of him, (laughs) then kills the tortoise and eats all their dinner and leaves. (laughs) And then the, the old guy's reaction to that whole story was great. It's like this is clearly like the the beginning of it's just the tortoise and the hare. And he's like enthralled, like he's never heard this story because well, you see his you see his face, and he's like the tortoise in the hair story. He's like, oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, the tortoise oh. is doing great. Oh, <laughs> and, and then, then he like, gets the end, to the part like, with all the like, murder. He's like, your mom? wait, your mom told you this story? <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the little piggy comes out wearing a shirt. The action scenes were pretty good. Yeah, they were well done. They were really well done. I I, I didn't ex- I didn't expect that from the movie. Um, the violence was over the top and pretty ridiculous, so it made it even more enjoyable. Yeah, it's just like where did this where did this badass come from? Yeah, because then like um, they are the bulk of the people that are doing the hunt are just like in a single bunker, essentially waiting for people to come back to the the initial area. And then they have like a con- military consultant that's there to help them. So we like see them all interacting with each other, get even more sense of the whole like 
these are ridiculous, like far left, making all these weird. Yeah, because they're all having a conversation with each other, and it's just like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, what were you doing? You were doing humanitarian work in Haiti, but in a favela, right in Haiti. And then he's like, uh, "There aren't favelas me? in Haiti. That's Brazil. This isn't Brazil." Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say her? I'm sorry. I totally gendered that. That was a funny line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they like end up mo- pretty much only um, Betty Gilpin. Like she just murders did you like, like that line though there. at the end he's like that guy's like no 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 don't shoot her she's a, she's a woman yeah and then <laughs> oh, she asked yeah. her like do you think you should be afforded some kind of uh mercy based on the fact that you're a woman she's like no and well that lady's like you could tell she was like considering it she's yeah. like do i say yes so that i can live or do i say no and stick to my political mm. bearings and she like, like no and as soon as she says no, she's like, all right, bam, just shoots her. Like, oh, my God. And then we have, good. like, the final showdown well, well, and, uh, Swank. Uh, yeah, and then right before that final showdown, you see the flashback of how this all came to be. Yeah. And it was basically like that, that initial text prophecy. message was uh, ended up getting picked up as a part of a hack of one of those people in the group. Because um, they're all big. Like CEOs of CEOs big corporations, of, yeah, far left corporations. So then she like gets pushed out, pushed out of her company. Um, so then she ends up like deciding that guess what? If people think that this is a real thing, even though we were just like telling jokes, which is what it started out as, she's like, "We'll make it real." So they do, <laughs> and that's where the movie takes place. It so turns out they're in their... Croatia, which I didn't even talk about that. Like that whole scene whenever they like hop on the train. And oh, then yeah. that was there's like, like a bunch of refugees, <laughs> like Syrian refugees on the, the train car. And so Gary, the, uh, oh God, what's his name? Alex Jones. His, his name is Shut the Fuck Up Gary. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what he's credited as. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, his character, he's just like, what are the chances that the one open train car that we get in there are Syrian refugees? Obviously, these are crisis actors. And then like... Betty Gilpin's like, but they have a baby with them. And he's like, yeah, there are crisis babies. Yeah, they're crisis babies. They're all crisis actors. These are all crisis actors. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Alex Jones. <laughs> but the funny part's where he, like, they get off. Um, and then when they're searching all the people, they don't mess with uh, those two because they're white. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them alone. And then uh, they're just like, yeah, like, hey. Like, they're trying to explain to the guards that don't speak English. And then uh, one of the... The male refugee is like, just start speaking English. Be like, I don't think I believe you, Gary. And Gary's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> the whole time he's speaking whatever language, yeah. you know. You know what really annoyed me in that in that those following scenes? What uh, do you, what do you think it is? That really annoyed you? That I was like, oh fuck. That guy eating those eggs or whatever it was. Whatever those things were in that tub, I was like, oh. And then he was like eating them. And then there was like like white stuff or residue that was like every time he'd open his mouth. I'm like, oh, oh. That shit, I was like, oh. That really got to me. Um, But yeah, it was a really. What'd y'all think of the end fight scene? Between Betty Gilpin and Hillary Swank. It was the final showdown. It was good. 
They did a good job. There was a lot of, like, they were just fighting in a kitchen. And that's whenever we find out, oh, like, the character that uh, Betty Gilpin is, Crystal, she got picked up by mistake. They got the wrong Crystal, Crystal yeah. from this town. Uh, so she's like, yeah, you don't you don't know anything about me. Just, all right, are we going to fight or not? And yeah. They just start beating each other up. Yeah, start beating the hell out of each other and then. Hillary Swank saves like I'm, this two hundred fifty thousand dollar bottle yeah. of champagne. I mean, throughout the whole movie, she, got, she had some hands. With <laughs> yeah. That. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, throughout the whole movie, you find out that Crystal, Betty Gilpin, like you can tell, like she's like very smart. Mm-hmm. Like she's. Yeah. The first thing we see her do is like using a like pen from her hair or something magnetizing it, putting it in water to figure out north. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just like goes off on her own. Everyone else like moves into the center and that's where Gets everything starts going, going down. Yeah. So, I mean, you can tell that she's really smart. And then at the end, she asked uh, Hillary Swank before Hillary Swank dies. Like, uh, cause they all had code names and hers was snowball. And then she's like, why'd you call me snowball? And then she just starts, she says, uh, "Snowball was like an idealist. Animal farm. Yeah, it was like an idealist. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if anything, you should be Snowball because he was an idealist who got made fun of for his ideals and blah blah blah. Which I've never read Animal Farm, so yeah, I, don't I haven't know. either. And then she was just she's like, like, I wouldn't be smart enough, I guess, yeah. for Hillary Swank. She's like, you've read Animal Farm? <laughs> she's like, huh? Yes, just ma'am. Dies. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes, ma'am. No, no. Then she's like, well, one more thing. Did I really not get the right crystal? No man, no man. And then she just dies. And then she just gets up, eats a grilled cheese sandwich, puts on a dress, puts on a dress, looking right, blessed. Gets on, gets uh, on a the plane. jet, starts eating the caviar, drinking the champagne, and then it ends. Yeah. Hey, you never, you never find out if that old guy was part of their <clears throat> team or not. Oh yeah, Don. Don. I never... don't think. I don't think he was. No, I'm, it was 100 like a ploy by yeah. Hillary Swank. Mm. Which, if the guy had just put his gun down, mm-hmm. he would have lived. I will not put down my gun. I will not. Yeah, so you, you never find out who Crystal is. But she likes it. She's like, let's call my mom. Yeah. yeah. You can call her. Emma Roberts' name for the movie is just Yoga, yoga Pants. pants. <laughs> she had oh, you know what I, when I watched? Uh, I watched The Current War. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Thomas Edison, you figure out how much of a scumbag he was, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Tesla, uh, and then the oh, um, was a police officer, and then the um, West Westinghouse. Oh yeah, and you see at the end of that they them naming General Electric. It was supposed to be General Electric. It was supposed to be called. Uh, Edison Electric, the vanity, and then they he ended up losing the current war to the Westinghouse, and then GE Burn. GE just left his name out of it, just named it General Electric. It was the the battle between AC and DC. Bro, you seen current Sturgill Simpson's character name <laughs> Vanilla Nice? Actually, I guess he was actually Florida Man. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Vanilla yeah, that's nice. Florida man. Who'd you who'd you think? Oh, you thought you were looking at the other guy. The... Hey, wait, go up, go up. The hunter. I think guy. he's the third guy, right? Staten Island. 
No, uh, this is uh, like Barinholtz. Oh, okay. So, Ike Barinholtz is oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, okay, keep going. yeah, he's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, might be this guy. Nope. Nah, that's that's one of the rich ones. Yeah. Uh, he has to be above them, right? Which guy? I mean, he, that guy was only in. Uh, it's not a very short amount of the movie that I was talking about. So whatever. I mean, but yeah, Sturgill Simpson was was Florida man. I couldn't remember exactly what he looked like, so I wasn't sure. He did this. This is on Netflix. It's basically just like a animated soundtrack. Uh, like it just has an animation throughout, but like, it's uh, mostly about it's the like music. Some, it's like some uh, Daft Punk. That's pretty weird. The it's Dead pretty, Don't Die. This is a garbage movie. <laughs> we know, bro. Guitar. He's the guitar zombie, bro. I don't even remember that. For the current war, I would say... I mean, I don't know if it's all true. I, I mean, I definitely learned stuff. Um, I mean, it was in a movie. Of course, it's all 100% accurate. Yeah, bro, it's all real, bro. Mm. It's how movies work. I can't show like, it. Like it Edison happen. secretly made the electric chair? Well, I mean, that he did electrocute a elephant. Well, in the movie, it was a horse. In real life, it was an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Lies already. It was. A, it was. I a mean, whore. I'm sure he killed other animals with it. It was. It was, but a it was to show that. Yeah, it was like a demonstration to show that DC current was worse. Uh, is yeah, deadly. Yeah. And so he went on like this whole campaign, trying to win the current war, um, by trying to basically mudsling, you know, saying, "Hey, if you adopt DC, you're gonna, you know, DC current, then people are gonna die." And then he kept on that for too long, and he fucked up. Basically, he fucked up. They he each lost. have their own uses. He lost to he lost to Westinghouse. Westinghouse employed Tesla, and then Tesla made the um, a car. The um, the the basically like the motors, not the motors, but the generators that are like powered by like water. Basically, like the ones that are put, getting put in the dams, and they put it into the Niagara Falls, and then that's what powered everything. And then uh, Edison got caught making the electric chair, and basically slapping on it like Westinghouse's, you know, um, electric chair uses DC current. And then they ended up cooking some dude. Nice. They then because he's like, what? Well, he's like. Because he was the the guy he was like uh, sending the correspondence to. Every time he's like, burn the correspondence. <laughs> like, here's the money. Uh, thank you for doing this. You know, <clears throat> make this a chair. Burn the correspondence every single time. But he didn't. That guy kept them. He kept them. And then um, they ended up frying. There's like a serial killer ended up frying him. But and then he like, it wasn't the right amount of like ampage and voltage and so yeah, he got caught on fire or something the first one he's like yeah they had, he just like he was sitting there just like you then you just smell burning and then you know took a while and he's like well he's because he's like I, I didn't really you know think you that you would do it and then he's like it's too late now i'm doing it and you have all this <laughs> correspondence so peace <laughs> wow 
can be fucked up. And then okay, he made the little the the voice recorder thing, and then he also made the uh, the uh, video, basically the motion picture. He sold those. It's a good movie. I give it a eight. An eight. Okay. All right. Moving on, on to the last one. Oh, I forgot we watched Bloodshot. <laughs> That was today, sir. Hey. <laughs> Dummy. All right. Hey, you uh, were blinded by incels R Us, bro. Yeah, oh. incels R Us. I'll go first. Okay. Six and I skip it. Okay. Oops, that's a five. I think we can move through this one kind of quick. Mike, Frank, who's next? I'm going to say five. Hold on. Are both putting your hands behind? Your head? Uh, all right. Are you guessing his? Guess his, Mike. Uh, yours, Frank. Seven. Six and a half. <laughs> Is that half a thumb? Yeah. And mm, I give it a, a wait for it. I mean, when I say wait for it, this is like at home on cable. When it's for free. Yeah. Oh, free, baby. Seven. Give it a seven, and I'd say wait for it. All right. But. Well, this is very, we'll, we'll get into it. Here's the uh, synopsis. Wow. Ray Garrison, a slain soldier, is reanimated with superpowers. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. I feel like it's that actually that somehow doesn't do the movie justice, but yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, starts out with this Vin Diesel of, as a soldier. This is based off of a graphic novel, right? Or graphic like a book? novel or comic book, one of those. Uh, starts off with Vin Diesel being shown as an amazing, basically superhero level soldier. Uh, his wife gets murdered in front of him. His wife was bad. Then he gets murdered. Then he's reanimated with these nanobots and his as his blood, not just in his blood, as his blood. And then there's the adventure to find out that he's actually being used. His, and him his breaking wife free. Isn't actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> A little late on that one. <laughs> All right, we're going to get right into the spoilers on this one. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I wouldn't say there's any reason to really linger <laughs> on this one. Yeah. Um, um so I mean, all right. So I think what why I was, you know, a little bit iffy about definitely not skip it because I think it is worth watching the um <laughs> that first action scene whenever like they're in that tunnel. That action scene was really actually really cool. Yeah, with was, like all that, the flower getting kicked up, and you know the flares and making everything red, and like you know slow down, and him fucking kicking people through fucking cars and shit. Yeah, that, that was, was that was done really well. That was the best done action scene in the movie, for sure. And um, on that one, I was like, "Whoa, this is real cool!" Like, just the I would just I would hope that this continues throughout, right? <clears throat> um. It doesn't really. What's the other? What are the other action scenes? The, the only reason the you would go to this scene. movie is for these damn action scenes. All right. There's the chase scene in the streets of 
where was that? Hungry? England? Hungry. No, it was no. They were no. There. Hungry was the yeah the, the I, yeah I good think, one. I think it was. I'm pretty England. sure it was just England. Um, with Robo legs chasing, mm-hmm. uh, Vin Diesel, and then blind man with his camera suit. Uh, he on was a motorcycle. Cool. I mean, I like, yeah, like the characters were interesting, and I could see how like the comic or graphic mm-hmm. novel, whichever one it is, did well. Like if you had more time and you could actually like draw out all the suspense that really needs to go I along think, with this. I think it would they be made a mistake in the trailer telling us what the plot twist was. Yeah, I think they, sure. they had left that out because they spent a long. Part of the movie. Half of the movie is, is figuring out. Yeah. Half of the movie is just him, you think. I mean, you can't think because if you watch the trailer, you already know. But yeah. half of the movie is just him getting in revenge for his his dead wife. And But you already watched the trailer, so you already know like this is just a waste of time because I already know where this is going. I think that is truly where this movie fell on its face is with the trailer. Yeah. I think huh. if, you, if you took away the trailer, you know, I mean... Vin Diesel's not a great actor. He's no. So terrible. I mean, but, he was not like terribly bad. Yeah. But. but I think if you had taken away the trailer, I probably would have bumped my score up by like a whole point, maybe even a point and a half. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. If you just didn't know, like at all. I mean, if I didn't know about the whole like <laughs> them digitally restructuring yeah. things for him to Which you just see attack all that targets. In the trailer. Yeah, you see all that in the like trailer. if if it actually was a surprise that oh hey this organization that he's working for is just using him as a tool, which yeah they showed in the trailer then yeah it wouldn't it would have been a lot more interesting. They just spent too long in that first part, which you already <sighs> knew what was going to happen. Yeah, well, plus like the special effects with the that whole fight scene yeah. was awful. The they last super one, super good. The, the one, yeah, the one where they were at RST. Yeah. I, I don't well, like so that. there was it also was too much CG. Like and... with the running, like they didn't do a great job of getting the 3D characters that they were using to work. Like they looked, they were animated well in terms of as a stylized character, but considering it was supposed to be matching what we were seeing with the real people, it didn't work. Like it just did not work. <laughs> Like they were moving unrealistically, like they had stylized timing instead of realistic timing, and yeah, it just it threw me off. Plus, like the rendering, like they didn't have realistic enough lighting and stuff for the renders, so it just didn't really read super well. Um, that first, I mean, that first scene, <clears throat> it was right. Yeah, they they did that one really well, but mm-hmm. that's where they spent most of their time. Because, yeah, that whole RST fight with them, like, in that elevator shaft. Let's not... Okay, scroll down to the cast. The lady. Let's not forget the baddie. A candidate for baddie of the year. She was in uh, Baby Driver. Oh, Mm. she was that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She was a girlfriend. Yeah, that's right. She actually looks way different. You think so? I don't think she does. Yeah, like her. She looks like she's like slimmed down for this role. Yeah, like her cheeks are more pronounced. Like maybe surgery. Jawline is more. Apparently, pronounced. she's had a lot surgery. She didn't used to be a baddie. Alita Battle Angel. Who was she in that? Nice Lana. <laughs> nice 
Yeah, bro, I remember Ali- seeing Bro, Alita seeing Battle that. Angel? Oh. Godzilla versus Kong for 2020. We haven't seen Is that <laughs> She's in that. That's going to be my movie of the year. Oh I didn't even know that was coming out this year. Wait, she was in <laughs> Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw too. Just in all kinds of stuff I haven't even really Bro, noticed I her. <laughs> um you have a little bit angel? I do. I kind of want to watch it again. That movie was hold fucking up. sweet, up. bro. Let me pull something up real quick. Okay, you still have an unemployment folder. You never know. It might happen <laughs> again. Oh, come on. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? Why isn't... Where's my owned? There we go. Oh, purchases. Why are they all on here? Because I've been going through and adding them. Go ahead, put it on. Doop, doop, we'll keep doop, recording. Doop, doop, doop. It's around here somewhere. Could you I can't just type raid. it in? Probably could, but I, I want to go through the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you flexing, huh? Yep. <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Here's the Doctor Sleep director's cut with 30 extra minutes. Mm, you is it actually it? anything extra? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. You're sick. <laughs> so what are you checking? I'm he just wants anything. He just wants to flex on us. Okay, that he well, has can all we get back movies. to the movie review? I mean, y'all can talk. <laughs> I'm just scrolling. Um, I think Alita is a better version of this because, like, they're like augmented. You know, people, fight scenes, uh, drama twists. Um, there it is. I just felt like this was like a bootleg Winter Soldier, bro. <laughs> I was like, is uh, this Bucky? <laughs> I felt like this would have actually been interesting in like the Apex Legends world. I kind of felt like, especially that fight scene in the, the elevator, I was like, oh, I could see this. Like these characters working as Apex Legends characters. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Leg Guy was basically uh, Octane. Oh, uh, Octane. Vision Guy could be like. The Chinese guy. I see everything. Yeah. Oh, he could be him or just like some other character. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It it didn't. Like, Guy Pierce was kind of wasted, really. I don't know. It just wasn't that good of a movie. And nothing was really grabbing me about it. No. I mean, it was. <clears throat> I watched it. I was just like, all right. And then we had some dumb lady next to us that was like surprised by every scene. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah she was <gasps> also like laughing at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> also, did you ever Whoa. watch New Girl? No. The show New Girl? No, no. bro. How many times we got to say no to that fucking question? Did you ever watch New Girl? That's, I, that's, <laughs> that's what this is the 10th time you've asked. Bro. I don't think it is, but I'm sure I, I haven't asked what this before. Is, bro. But, uh,. The guy who played uh, the black guy, black British guy, mm-hmm. um, he was Winston and New Girl. Wilfred Wiggins. Yeah. Lamar <laughs> Morris. Lamar. Lamarney. I just, I, I, I recognize him from, uh, um, dang, what's that comedy movie that we didn't watch in theaters? But then I was like, dang, we should have watched it because it's actually pretty good. Oh, uh, Game Night. Game Night, yeah. yeah. That's where I remember him from, Game Night. Well, he was Winston, a new girl, and 
his British accent, not very good. I don't know. Just also, I don't know. Him as an actor is kind of tainted for me because of New Girl. Like, it felt like they were trying too hard to keep Winston around because they only brought in Winston as a replacement whenever uh, the younger Wayans. Bro, is this a New Girl's rant right now? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You watched this whole series? Uh, watched like five seasons of it. Okay. What is it even about? It's basically just kind of like them as friends all like going through life together. Oh, and who's on it? The young Wayne's brother? <clears throat> yeah. And he leaves because why? Oh, no, not like the Wayne's son. The son, okay. Yeah, and he leaves because... Well, he was in the pilot. So he like, he was part of the reason why I kept watching... Oh, I started watching the show because he's, he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's great. But he's only in one episode? He's in the one episode and then they replace him with Winston whenever the show... Like, and that's in the pilot. Then they replace him with Winston... I guess because they like oh, we had a black guy, we got to keep the black guy. Well, how how long was it between the pilot and the second episode? I mean, I don't know. Like that was oh, in terms of actual time, I don't yeah. know. But like whenever I was watching it, but it he's was the same character. The next, he's no, just, no, oh. he's not the same character. It's a new character, like Wayans son. I can't remember his actual name. Wayans, mm-hmm. he was a character named Coach, and they explain like in that second episode, like oh, Coach had to go. He got a job and. Uh, some other city, so he left. Like he's not gonna be living with us anymore. So we got here's Winston. He's another old friend. Uh, but they it always felt like they were like really trying hard to keep Winston relevant. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Wayans does come back as coach. He's the same character. And then it really, really, really felt like they were like struggling to keep Winston around. But he was still there. So I don't. It just. How many episodes I, every time did I see him, I Coach think of that. Back for. So you're saying he was o- there for like the last. So you're few saying seasons. the only character you didn't like on the show was the black character? No, I mean I, it's not wow, that I didn't like bro. Winston, bro, Zoe. But his whole thing ends up becoming she does something for me, bro. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. His, she kind of looks like Katy Perry. I love me some Katy Perry, bro. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But anyway, Winston's C-full whole thing cast. ends up becoming C-full cast. That he has a cat that he's like obsessed with. There, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, of a total of 146. How many episodes have you watched, would you say? Uh, I mean, probably five seasons worth, so mm. I think it's like 12. So a majority of them. Oh, okay. Bro, that one episode that Winston was not in, you <laughs> must have loved it, huh? That was the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, so like, what were they doing? Uh, just trying to make like story form that you weren't interested in or pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, I felt like the writers didn't know what to do with him as a character. And so basically, cause everyone else gets paired off. Like, uh, Max gets with CC. Who's that? Who's that? Schmidt who's gets that? with CC. No. Who's this actress? Hannah Simone. Never seen her. Go back. <laughs> oh yeah. I've seen her. I mean, she's been in stuff, but like I mostly. And then like, Zoe gets with Jake. Oh, does Zoe? Bro? Yeah, like they date and then they like break up. Oh, and then Zoe, they get bro. Back together. And then you have just the fifth guy who's not with anybody. Well, for a long time, Winston isn't with anyone, and then they introduce like he becomes a cop, mm. like and that kind of comes out of nowhere. And uh, whenever he does that, like he ends up meeting Nassim Pradrad. Ooh, look at her. She's the one from SNL. Oh, okay. Um, 
and then like they end up like getting married i think at some point like i i i have a i know a gist of what happens towards the end so why'd you stop watching it just got kind of boring oh okay i i think it was mostly because it felt like they didn't know what they were doing with the characters and like Megan season five foxes in that show i don't think i ever saw where she was at. yeah because that was like the last like that would have been around where i stopped watching where did Megan Fox the go? The last she was in the two seasons before last, or the season before last. Oh yeah, Rob Reiner plays her dad. <clears throat> plays Zoe Deschanel's dad. Did you watch this on Netflix? Hulu. Oh okay. Weird. Schmidt right. was great. Schmidt, Schmidt was funny, and I really like Jake Johnson. He's great. All right, let's wrap it up. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so that's our four movies. Uh, we might not have a movie review next week if this Corona thing gets any more serious. But yeah, I mean, it's not looking like it's slowing down anytime soon. Well, it's, no, no, it's not slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, it's not. There's all the uh, work from home stuff coming up. So. Yeah, we might have a, you know, a different style podcast. It might be a little lower quality for we a might, little bit. We might test it out. You know, test it out. I mean, it would be a good way to test out how. Discord's gonna work mm. as a recording medium potentially. Like yeah. if we wanted to have Discord call-ins, would, as would you want it to be like we could only hear each other, or would you want to have like the webcams up? Yeah. Well, we can figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really matter that much to me. But I, I, I would say it would mostly just be oh, we all have access to the same Discord. We're all on a call. We just record we our just conversation. Share, we, we can share a screen, right? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll figure it out if if we need to continue with those self quarantine and we'll see social distancing and we such. We shall see. But keep listening. We have a whole bunch of other episodes to keep you entertained while you're either working yeah, from home or, or potentially quarantined. So we have some entertainment. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.